Hello and welcome to Lucas and Miller Anthology. It's full of poptastic tunes and full of Christmas merriment. And now I'm going to start off with a little ditty called The Love Shack. Hey, Diz After Dark listeners, I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Welcome to another edition of Pop After Dark. I am Nick, and on this week's show, I am joined by Mr. Paul Washington. Hello! Joined by Mr. Craig Lucas. Hello! And we are joined by a guest who some of you may recognise his voice. Um, He's not been on as a guest at any of the podcasts before, but he did uh, contribute to the, the trip report last year, the audio from Halloween Horror Nights with the aforementioned Mr. Craig Lucas. And uh, that guy is Stuart Miller. Do I do I say Stuart? Do I call you Stu? Do I Stu call you Mr. Miller? Good. Stu's good? Okay, good. Stu is yeah. good, actually. Big fan, big fan. But <laughs> thank you. Good. They, they are also good. Other drugs are available. Um, we are not condoning drug use on this podcast. No. Very nice to meet you, uh, Stu, and thank you for joining us on this. No problem. Um, you're you're a, a long-time friend of Mr. Lucas. Unfortunately, yeah. I was going to say, my condolences to you. Um, I mean, I've only known him for about four years, um, which feels like four years too long. But So I, I can only imagine how it must feel for you. Um, before we get started and cracking on with the show, um, we start all our podcasts pretty much with what we're drinking. So uh, who's drinking what? I'll start, and I'm on, I'm on a... The most exotic cherry tango. Cherry tango. Cherry is tango. A strong choice. In is that my real? Yeah. Real. Yeah. No strong tango. Strong uh, cherry t- tango is a strong choice. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. 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 In fact, I, I'd go as far as to say at the uh, the, the possibility of upsetting PepsiCo, uh, other brands of uh, soft drink manufacturer are available, and say that I actually rate cherry tango and apple tango. Higher than orange tango. I'm with you on that, Nick. Totally agree. Uh, but I will, but I will say I prefer orange tango to Fanta. So that's controversial. So there you go. Anyway, Mr. Lucas, what are you drinking? Fresh air. Fresh air. I don't know if you can drink fresh air, can you? Hold on, let me have a go. Yeah, you can. Fair play. And it's sweet. Very, very good. That Scouse Liverpudlian air, very sweet, it turns out. P-Dubs, what are we on? Uh, I'm going against Mr. Dolan. I've got a Magnus, 
Whoa. Oh, I love Magnus. I can't. I have an allergic reaction to cider. Is that because you're a girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've obviously seen the video. Anything above two percent, he's done. <laughs> That's four and a half percent we were drinking yesterday. Exactly. Look at the state of you. <laughs> Seven pints in two hours. Listen into our other show on Universal After Dark and you'll find out about Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit of editing involved. Nah, we don't do editing. Whoa. Not for editing anyway. Oh, I think <laughs> we have to. Um, I, I did actually go out to um, buy myself a, a pop drink because that's what this show is. Uh, and I've got myself a Dr. Pepper. Oh, I love Dr. Pepper. Oh, what's the worst that can happen? I can tell you what the worst that can happen is. You could end up picking up a vanilla with Dr. Pepper instead. They're rubbish. Oh. Or you could be a West Ham fan. Or you could be a West Ham fan. That's very true. Yeah. But Did that go down the wrong goal? Yeah, I just took a slightly bigger slug than I was expecting. <laughs> It did sound like I just inhaled an awful lot of marijuana smoke, but I actually didn't. <laughs> Other types of smoke are available. But, uh, no, that was, that was definitely Pepsi Max. Um, in fact, actually, talking about that, I learned yesterday. Um, and just I, fell off him, Well, he heard, my, heard me glug. Um, and, and it's probably a podcast I mentioned at the end of the show, actually, as well. But uh, Scroobius Pip, um, for anyone who knows him, has invented a drink called the Scroobius, which is Pepsi Max, got to be Pepsi Max, and gin. Oh. And the only reason I'm not drinking that tonight is because I can't be bothered to go through the cupboard and get to the gin. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have done, because I like gin. I've never tried gin with anything other than like tonic water. I was going to say slim, but I've, I've also had full... I, I'm daring. I've, I've had full fat tonic water as well as slimline tonic water. Why didn't you just Animal. substitute whatever's at the front of the cupboard for the gin? No, because it's like Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's boring. Like, Jack Daniels and Coke is just... like It is what it is. You need something else. So, uh, next show, I'm, I'm, I'll have a screw I'm just curious. How big is your cupboard if it's such a big trophy to reach the... No, it's not... It's, it's like yeah. <laughs> I wish, I wish it, it, it's where I, it's where I've kept myself for too many years. That's the kind of uh, cupboard I've got. But no, it's it's not that. It's the fact that I've got um, some kitchen utensils in the front of the cupboard in front of it. So we've got a just looking at there now. There's a toaster. Um, there is a wicker basket where we keep fruit and veg. I'm not this being is, funny. This, this is, is like first, MTV first cribs. problems. This MTV cribs. Uh, a juicer and a blender um, are all in front of the the booze. So I just couldn't be bothered to move that stuff out before we recorded. <laughs> That's literally my only excuse. But I'll make sure I make up for it next time. Don't worry, everyone. So that's fine. Um, Craig. Yeah. I think because our listeners would demand it if we didn't do so. Um, and already kind of mentioned the fact that uh, Stu is a long-time associate of yours. Um, I think everyone is dying to know how it all started. Well, we've never <laughs> had sex. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that, I'm going to stop you right there. What's interesting about that is I've asked how you've met and your yeah. opening gambit is we've never had sex. That's normally the exact reaction that I expect to hear from somebody who has. Sex, yeah, so I, I so I think that's telling. We've done, got your own up. <laughs> we've done sword fights. Yeah, we've crossed dreams. <laughs> And no, more, no more than the head winning, so that doesn't count. No. 
And as long as your balls just, don't touch, it's just, just gay. Just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> as long the as they're not banging together, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> so what you do is you sell a tape of toilet roll around your um, nads, and then they can't touch. Anyway, basically, <laughs> it's it's September 1994. England is playing the USA at Wembley. So you can go and find that date, because it did happen. It was almost in primary school. It was... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, was just, I just started secondary school. Oh, God. <laughs> the old fella's here. And I was in, we were in Lanzarote, me and my wife. And we were in the Red Lion pub. Red Lion, yeah. Sitting there at a four table, me and my wife. And these two, like, I thought they were homeless people at first. <laughs> Come to the table and asked if the table, if the seats were taken. It was full, wasn't it? The bar was full, apart from these two seats. Yeah, and so I sort of sneered and I went, "Yeah, they are, yeah." <laughs> and my wife went, "No, they're not." And he sat down, and I, I give my what? My wife daggers. It's getting tired and that now. I'm exhausted just saying, "My wife." What's the what's the record? That should be a drinking game. I hope it's not, because if it is, someone's just died. <laughs> so, someone who's, who's fairly lightweight. You, actually. Like Craig, if you last play, night. Yeah, if you playing this game, you'd be dead by now. Oh, God, I'm never listening to this back doing shots. And uh, we, we basically sat in an uncomfortable silence for maybe half an hour. And uh, I'm talking to Kerry and Michelle Stewart's wife. Not my wife, his wife. <laughs> Uh, said, are you from Liverpool? Like, and the rest is history. Well, Here hang we on, are. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Who said that? Michelle Stewart. In that, in that exact voice. Are you? No. See, I'm going to I'm gonna call shenanigans on that because right. that is clearly the voice of Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> that is my wife. <laughs> Stuart's no. wife. Your wife. It's Sonia. Excellent. I love it. I love that you've you've tried to pretend that she's not who she says she is by changing a name, but that everyone knows that voice. So, cuts off the bug. <laughs> and uh, and we we basically drank the night away then together. We were drinking some sort of uh, mint concoction. I seem to remember. Got very very drunk. Very very drunk. Was it mouthwash. Uh, we, we went to the same club every night, didn't we? The um, farmhouse tavern. Yeah. And we had monkey brains. Monkey brains was the drink we had every night. Yeah. Yeah, and there disgusting. And here we are now. Wow. Did you, did I'm you... sure I'm sure you find it no surprise that the only two seats available in this bar was next to him. Well no, not at all. That's the thing. I mean that <laughs> that is the most real part of this story. Well I'd be I'd been glaring at everyone because 'cause I'm scouting dead hard. Scouts. Um so do you think do you think that this that history would have happened in this way had Stu not been a scouser. Like, if he was a Cockney wide boy like me, do you think that you would have still... No. Because it was quite easy to go and follow up and visit. And because we're literally... He lives on the Wirral. We live over here. We've only got the River Mersey dividing us. It's a 15-minute drive. If you were a Cockney wide boy, back in the 90s, you've got to remember, there's no motorways existing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for American listeners that don't that don't know, 
before uh, before the year 2000, everyone travelled by horse and carriage on yeah. uh, roads made of uh, put, pulled together slabs, effectively. Yeah, exactly. Cru- crushed rock and pebble. That but, I mean... Now we've got tarmac. You've got to think, for us to go round to their house for the first time, we phoned their house phone. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that now? I, I, I've had a few times people recently, especially where we, we've not long moved, have said, oh, um, can we have your... Uh, can you tell us what your, your home phone number is? No. <laughs> I have it, but I've got no idea what it is. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking uh, this the other day, actually, because I, I just recently changed my mobile phone... Um, contract and I pulled my number over and I said like oh do you want to pull your number over do you want to keep, you know, this new number that we're going to give you and I thought I'm probably never going to remember a phone number again because yeah. you don't need to remember phone numbers anymore No, it's terrible isn't it like if you lost your phone or something we'd all be screwed because we wouldn't know phone anyone numbers. Could... no you just need someone's name now yeah you know Nick Branch is my contact bang there you go that's it that's all you need. Can't believe you just revealed my my name on this podcast. Now everyone's going to know who I actually am. Everyone knows who you are. <sighs> if, if, they, if they if they did, why are they not contacting me and saying thanks for all the hard podcasting you do and thanks for being such a wonderful guy? Well, that's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> Shut up, P Dubs. I'm sure I can mute <laughs> lines on this thing. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Besides which, surely, P Dubs. <laughs> surely, surely the only, surely the only people that would would really want to give me abuse are my parents, and they know exactly how to contact me. So that's completely fine. Through the um, solicitors. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish that was the case. It means I, stuff was going to happen. Anyway, so that's good though. I mean, so I mean, to have a friendship that long is. Um, is really good because I mean I've as, well, as we kind of alluded to earlier like I, I just started secondary school so 1994 I remember um, Jungle was massive at the time that was the, that was the, the new thing, thing is it was the 90s so Manchester was all the rage so both of us had fanny parts in our ear and we both <laughs> talked like Liam Gallagher <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know how we knew each other was scouts because we were talking like Manx yeah you know, you've got a look you're all right, you're all right, ah, kid. That's what it was like. You, you both wearing tracksuits. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And, yeah. Show suits. Yeah. Yeah, we, we both had Sorry, games that, done. That's exactly you what know, I mean. Yeah. Also, as you know, when you go on holiday, if you meet someone, you always say, oh, let's exchange uh, numbers, we'll get in touch and blah, blah, blah. And you think, oh, I'm never going to see them again, or I never want to see them again. Yes, yeah, because that takes the hope more than anything else. So imagine our devastation when the phone goes and it's bloody him on the other end. Oh, we're thinking about coming over. Oh, sorry. I would have killed over my heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, they let me through the, the uh, Maisie Tunnel without a passport, so... Really? That was so all right. They'd, they'd let me over to Wales before without a passport. Yeah, but you all go to Wales on your summer I holidays. Love... No, we don't. Well, I don't, anyway. I do. What I love about Wales is the fact they charge you to, to enter, but they don't charge you to leave. Yeah. Can't wait surely, to yeah, surely it should be the other way around. You all go to Barry Island, don't you? Yes, um, yes. Everyone from Billericay goes to Barry Island. That's right. Gavlar. I, I don't. Gavlar. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um. I. I don't live in Billericay. I can only. Surfing. I can dream of such things. Surfings. Get surfings. <laughs> He's literally shelling cockles as we speak. That's right. Pulling muscles from a shell. Um. Well, well, getting, that's, that's getting a... back onto like pop after dark and all that. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. Thank, thanks for swerving that one. Um, what do you think? You've got an iPhone 7 now. Hmm. Last time we did this show, the the ground the news was out. You've come up from an S5s. I have. It was quite funny because I mean, when we was on that show, we were talking about how expensive the phones were and not sure what I was going to do. And here I am sitting with my shiny iPhone Seven. But let's not pretend that's that, that's a rarity because you've also got an iPhone Seven. Yeah. <laughs> and you are an Apple tart. Yeah. And I don't mean the cake. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with my Apple Watch, but I need the new one now. My cousin's upgraded actually. Oh. Yeah, he's recently upgraded. He does. He said like the battery life is much much better than the uh, the first generation. It's a nicer it's a nicer watch. Is um, that your your cousin Stavros? That's right. Why have I got a cousin called Stavros? Because you're Nicholas. No, yes. Um, I'd love a cousin Stavros, but I don't. I, that's, that's not true. I, I have lovely cousins. So I don't need a cousin Stavros. But if a cousin Stavros wants to adopt me, uh, contact the show. Um. Yeah, so I decided to uh, take advantage of the new Apple upgrade program that we've yeah. only just got in this country. So um, I think it was a 6 or 6S that it launched in America. The 6S, Apple, yeah, the upgrade, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and so it, it, uh, my biggest trouble was actually trying to get a phone because I'd left it late to try and order one. So I couldn't reserve a phone anywhere. So you got to me. Yeah, I've got, I got rose gold because... No, actually, I chose rose gold. I could have had black. I was like, nah. Give me Once the girliest phone you've got. Give me the girliest phone you've got. Um, so I, it took me a, a few days extra to actually be able to get an appointment, but it was very easy. I think about 15 minutes was all it took to get, literally go in there, do all the paperwork on their little uh, Apple devices, and... Um, and sign my contracts and walk out of my phone. So it's very, very easy. I went for a 128 gig, um, which was a big upgrade from the 32. What colour did you get? I got matte black. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll let you off. I didn't go for... I, you know what? I, I, I've never had a white iPhone. Oh, I have. I've only had the yeah, black well. or the or like space grey or whatever. So I don't... I don't particularly like the white front, so I, I always try and go for the black. But I didn't like with this uh, with the, with the seven. I didn't like the gloss. Well, I liked it, but what I didn't what I didn't like I knew would happen would be it would just be a fingerprint magnet, and it, it absolutely is. If you go in store and see one, it's just covered in fingerprints. When I got my iPhone five on Tottenham Court Road on launch day, I goes in. Have you got any iPhones in? Oh, yeah, we've got loads. Have you got 64 gig? Oh, no, we've only got 32 gig. Okay. Uh, have you got a black one then? Uh, no, we've only got white. Oh. And it goes up to go and have a look at the display. So it goes and has a look at the display. And I'm standing next to the most gorgeous uh, Israeli man I've ever seen in my life. And he's <laughs> he's holding the, one of the test models, and I'm holding the other test model. And he's holding a white one. And I says to him, Hey, mate, are them white ones gay? Like that. And he went, no, I have a white one. And because he was so gorgeous and manly and muscular, I got a white one. <laughs> and within two days, I'd put it in a knockoff Jag eBay case, because in them days, the iPhone cases didn't come out for about two weeks after the freaking phone had come out. So I had this Liverpool red £1.99 iPhone 5 case. <laughs> When I put it on my white iPhone, the whiteness shone through and my phone became pink. So everyone thought it was gay. 
<laughs> I'm sure it wasn't the case, Craig. Well, I'm was... sure it was just you. Yeah, I think just... I think the yeah. phone just decided to turn a little bit gay from being in your it was... hands. It was the high heels that did it. Yeah. So my I got mine on loan, say the iPhone seven, and it was a very painful experience. Two hours it took me to upgrade on the upgrade program. Well, because well, the guy was telling me in store um, that they they'd crashed Barclay card. Yeah, they blew up Barclay card. They killed yeah. Barclays in India, and everyone was running around <laughs> in the streets, going, "Oh, Barclays has gone! Barclays has gone!" I was going to say, but what does it have to do with Barclays? Because they live in India. That was a joke, Craig. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the joke. That um, was the joke. Yeah, so yeah, he did say that to me, actually. He also said an interesting statistic. I don't know how true this is. I mean, this is just what the employee in the Apple store told me. But now, 9 out of 10 iPhones sold in America go through that program. Wow. I mean, I, and when he said that to me, because when I looked, when I looked around, I looked at my current provider. I was with three who I've been with quite a long time, and for me to get the phone I wanted on three was going to cost me almost sixty pound a month with like data and all that kind of jazz. The same phone um, to buy with Apple was thirty eight pounds a month. And then if I remained on three, it was going to cost me about £12 a month. So it's still going to be much cheaper to to split the 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 contracts. So I have a separate phone contract and a separate mobile contract than to have one combined. And in the end, I actually left three. Because I, I like them, but when it works, it's brilliant. When it doesn't work, it's, it's obviously really poor, which is probably more often than not. Um, and I've joined BT Mobile. Um, as a customer, and uh, that's what I said there, and um, it's it's I'm now paying ten pound a month, and for that I actually got twenty pound a twenty pound iTunes voucher, with that I'm signing up, and I went through Quidco. If anyone doesn't use Quidco, that's listening to this, sign up to Quidco. It's free, um, and you get cash back when you buy stuff online, and I got fifty pounds Quidco. For signing up as well. That's good, isn't it? So the twenty pound iTunes voucher I don't get for I think forty five days after I start my contract, and the cashback will probably take about two months to come through. But it's fine; it's just fifty quid in my back pocket, so why not? And then in eleven months' time, I can upgrade my phone if I chose to, choose to even, um, or it runs in twenty months. So either, either or really. And it's I'm cheaper. thinking of keeping it for 20 months and then selling it. The problem with that is what you're going to get back. I mean, I sold my 5S and I got a 32 gig 5S. I got £125. Well, I sold my iPhone 6 plus 128 gig and got £250. Yeah, but then that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like... I think I, I lucked out with my phone because I, what I did, and I've done this before, is when Apple announced a new phone, if you go to a mobile recycler and put in your phone details then, they give you two weeks to send the phone back to them to guarantee the money. Yeah. And at that point, they won't have updated their figures. So say it's like 130 quid. If you do that day, you'll get 130 quid because that's what you've typed in. But if you did that the next day, 
they might have updated that so it might only be worth 110 pound or something or you know 90 pound um i was only going to get 75 pound if i took it into apple that was going to be that what they gave, gave me for my 5s so i you know i got myself so much money there so it's worthwhile doing but it's the risk you take and also for me i'd had my phone three years and the battery was knackered so didn't sting sing that yes yes with macy gray yeah the duet yeah. yeah, popular, but yeah, I'm I'm pleased with it. It's it's I, I noticed a massive difference from having a, an iPhone 5s. Um, my friends who got sixes, uh, sorry, uh, 6s didn't think it was that much of an evolution, and I think that's probably right. I think that's probably accurate. Um, if you're buying an Apple iPhone every year, there are only going to be small changes, really. If you're waiting two years before between upgrades or three years then you will see a big difference. I think that's it. It's baby steps, isn't it, really, with, with Apple updates. So, um, yeah, so it's been it's been like a bit of a mixed response, but I'm happy with it because it's it's uh, a lot better. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm content. But how, how are you upgrading from a 6S to a 7? Do you think it was worthwhile? I upgraded from a 6 to a 7. Oh, sorry, a 6. Okay. So it's like getting two phones in one, isn't it? And... Yep. I, I actually paid out £99 for the Apple battery case as well. And I can get up to now, I've had I've done nights last week in work, 27 hours of use between charges. Holy cow. Of With the phone and the battery case. Mm. So, and my phone is now on 58% from 5 o'clock this morning when I got up. So that's the whole battery discharged in the battery case, and now I've got fifty-eight percent left on the phone. So. And how much was that case? It was ninety-nine pounds, but. Well, not bad for what you get, is it? It's a trade-off, isn't it? You know, you're paying for the. You always pay over the odds for Apple quality, anyway. Yeah. Other battery cases are available, but they're just not as aesthetically pleasing, I think. And it, it it makes the phone a lot weightier in your hand as well, so it it makes it feel like it's not something you're going to drop or slide out your hand, or it's almost like holding a six S, a six plus or seven plus, even though it's an iPhone seven. It's it's substantial in your hand. I like it. Like a substantial handheld. Yeah, it's like my member of I'd, Parliament. I don't <laughs> even really know how to to answer that one. Mr. Twig, he's, he's cracking MP. <laughs> so, so it's good to call back to Apple since we talked about it on the first show. But um, what other things did you want to mention? Because if if there's not much that people want to do, I want to throw something out there. In fact, I know that's that's not true. I know Craig, there is something you want to talk about. So we'll come to that very swiftly in a minute. If yeah. Yeah, my, my little thing is just a little something for the end of the show, just a little five-minute chat. Um, so fire away with what you've got, Nick. Well, I wanted to ask, and I know where Craig stands at this, um, but anyone else on the podcast that's not Craig follow any kind of wrestling? I do regard as as much as me son watches it. That's, that's um, fine. I'm not, I'm not an avid fan, but my son watches this, so I know of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. P-dubs? 
very much the same. I'm aware of it due to friends enjoying it and things like that, but wouldn't avidly watch it. The reason why I mentioned it is because, so I'm assuming, so I'm going to make a big assumption now, that um, your your children watch or child watches WWE. It does, yeah. Yeah. My lad does, yeah. So I've been, uh, that's I've been to, we've been to see Raw and SmackDown as well at Manchester. Jeez. You know what? I'm ne- like I've watched wrestling. I still remember watching it for the first time when I was about five. It must have been about five, maybe six when I first started watching wrestling. First got Sky or friends that had Sky at least. Um, and in all that time, I've never made it to a WWE event. I had yeah. tickets to go to WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 30. And about four, five months before, no, it was less than that, about four months before the event, um, my friend got a job and it meant that he couldn't go. So we sold our tickets and I was devastated because that had <laughs> been like a, that had been a pact we'd made at, at college when we first met that that's what we were going to do. Um, and I was gutted, especially as it was actually a good event because sometimes they can be quite ropey. But I've never been to a WWE event. But um, the reason I brought like wrestling was because, um, there's a company called TNA, which I suppose is probably the, the second biggest in the world. But um, they've never been as popular. They're on Challenge TV over here. Um, but they run out of money. And all last week, there was a deadline of, uh, well, I suppose end of, end of business on Friday for them to pay back some of their creditors. And they've actually got an event tonight. They've got a pay-per-view tonight. Um that was completely up in the air if it was going to happen. And it's the time has gone and apparently it's still going ahead. So they must have had a bit of a cash injection, but how long we don't know. And I'm, I'm assuming tonight they'll announce live what's going on, but it's going to go one of two ways. It's either someone, someone has bought it out. And at the moment, the person that's leading that is Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Nick, Nick Branch. Nick Branch smiling you know politely. I actually read that, and it's only just computed what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's actually been a um, an authority figure on the show for a while. In real life, he actually has a stake in the company. He invested a couple of years ago, and he's seeing if he can get enough money together to buy it outright. Um, the other big one is WWE, who, if they buy it, will just close it down immediately because they just want content for their network. Mm. So it's really, really interesting. And it's it's going to be funny, because this podcast will already be out of date by the time it goes out, because I'm speculating about what's going to happen. And hopefully by the time the event happens, the early hours this morning, people will know. But it's it's pretty scary. And I've actually, uh, I've actually worked for them before. Um, I worked on their TV tapings. I got to meet Hulk Hogan. Very briefly. Oh yeah. That's Macho Man Randy Savage. Don't you ever get those two confused again. Oh. I'll I'll drop kick you in the nads. <laughs> couldn't, um, he, couldn't he bring Randy Savage back to help save it? Yeah, no, he could do. Um, how do you reanimate a corpse? Oh. What about the Ultimate Warrior then? Yeah. How do you reanimate a corpse? Oh, we could play this game all night, actually. Names Rowdy, of operators, wrestlers. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Tell me how to reanimate a corpse. Oh my God, Owen Hart. Tell me how to really reanimate a corpse. Oh, Paul Bearer. Tell me how to reanimate a corpse. <laughs> Rick what? Rude. Tell me how to reanimate a corpse. Mr. This Perfect. Is, this is really fun. Uh, tell me how to reanimate a corpse. 
Oh, freaking hell. Carry on. You uh, will get to somebody eventually. I promise you. Johnny Grudge. Tell me how to be. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Johnny Grudge is. <laughs> yeah, he's dead as well. <laughs> <laughs> British Bulldog. Tell me how to reanimate a corpse. Uh, um, Hulk Hogan's still alive. Rick Flair well, still alive. Well, that's debatable. Oh, he's still there in mind and body. Um, no, I'm not sure about mind. <laughs> or body. Jesse, speaking of body, Jesse the Body Ventura. He has some excellent conspiracies about 9-11. Love him. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Did they ever do a WWE uh, cartoon? They did one in the 80s. The 80s. Um, they had Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling. I seem to remember a Scooby-Doo episode. John Cena. There is there is a couple of Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, there's a couple of Scooby-Doo WWF movies. The WWE movies, sorry. Um, but then Scooby-Doo does everything. There's also one with Kiss. So, and How does the WWE get itself into such a pickle? It doesn't. Oh, you what mean, did you, you mean say? P&A. Oh, yeah. Because because they have just been desperately, desperately trying to compete. And a few years ago, it's always been a, a solid number two. And yes, uh, some people would say calling it a number two is, is quite right. But um, they basically wanted to compete. And so what they did is they spent a lot of money buying um, Hulk Hogan um, to come into their, their, their company and wrestle for them at the age of, I don't know, 55 or something. Broken, broken man. And um, they then went head-to-head with them on the same night. So Monday night in America is American football and WWE Raw. That's the two big things on a Monday night um, in terms of kind of sport, sport entertainment. They decided to go head-to-head with them, same time slot, same night, see what would happen. They lasted 10 weeks before they had to change. They spent millions making that change happen the first time. So then spent you know equal amounts changing it all back again. So it was just a massive, massive colossal. And they've just never, they've always tried to compete. Instead of like just settling for being the second biggest promotion, they've tried to compete and it's come back to bite them in the arse. In fact, the asking price is more than a company's worth. Apparently. I don't know what that asking price is, but it's in the millions, obviously. And it's not worth anywhere near that. The, the name itself is probably only worth about half a billion tops. So uh, it'll be interesting. The thing is, you don't want a company to go to go down like that because it just it's just a monopoly again. So it'll be a shame. But they've put themselves into such a, a corner, such a pickle, as you say, that who knows? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, yeah, and if, if you want to also, uh, anyone listening, if you want to name some more wrestlers from the 80s <laughs> and 90s and ask me if they're dead, uh, you can email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. No, disasterdark no. at gmail.com. That's why we never get any emails, yeah. Yeah, disasterdark at gmail.com. And I will tell you if that wrestler needs to be reanimated. <laughs> fun, fun segment for the show. Always oh, having a drink. I'm having a swig. I'm having a swig. Every, you don't seem to be enjoying this drink, Nick, because every time you have a swig, you nearly die. No, no, it's lovely. Who doesn't like a Dr. Pepper? I love Dr. Pepper. Actually, some people do. I don't trust those people. I hate Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Sum, sums everything up, to be completely well, honest. Yeah, we've never trusted you, Craig. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs>
Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the After Dark Podcast Network. And, gents, if you were thinking, as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you was thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think of of asking or, or at least approaching? Well, there's only Wendy. one name. One name that springs to mind only. Wendy. So Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journey, journey. Travels. Like, so, we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences. Sandwiches! For <laughs> God's sake. This is totally unorganized. But, we may be unorganized, but Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see? That's, what, she, did that. that's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh, well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work. Which is which is the point more than that, um, you know. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep, and our brokers yep. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, friend of the show, that Florida guy, just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. Hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets... How successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get I didn't get an idea for be our guest. Say. So I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. Wendy. Not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So yeah. visit Wendy at WPMagicJourneys.com or you can contact her on Twitter at WP Magic Journeys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts, uh, and that's how you got to uh, to hear of Wendy, uh, she'll give you $25 off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises, and uh, she's able to offer generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well something to bear in mind so if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else go and find wendy pratter magical journeys travels wpmagicjourneys.com mm-hmm. because if you don't you'll feel like a prat <laughs> <laughs> so craig i know you yeah. wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some movies i'd just be interested to see it's been a bit of a strange year for films. Very much so, yeah. You know, the critics have uh, been extremely critical about some of the the films coming out this year, and the uh, the the fans, the movie going public, have loved them. So I'm just interested to see if you can correctly guess the domestic. This is obviously American domestic grosses, mm. uh, the the top three movies of the year so far. Before we do that, does anyone here actually think? Critics matter. 
No. No, no. I think they can, yeah. They can. They did the damnedest to try and crush Ghostbusters. I I don't think they did. Oh. I don't. I I personally don't think they did. I think I think critics are an interesting one because I will go and see a film, um, regardless of um, what I think about the film itself. So if I think it's going to be a good film. If I fancy seeing it, I will go watch it. That's it. I will read a, a critic's review, but I will still make the final judgment on whether I go and see it or not. That's yeah. it. Um, I won't let that kind of cloud anything. So, um, yeah, but but some people I think are relying too much. So, uh, is there? Do we have to get this in order? Well, okay. Each one of you pick what you think. Is the number three film this year? American Grace, yeah. American Grace, yeah. <sighs> number three. Deadpool. No. So that's the first one to come to my head, but not number three. Uh, I'm going to go. Was Jungle Book this year? Yes. Jungle Book, I'll go. No. Mm. Batman versus Superman? No. Okay, the three that you've just mentioned there. Uh, Jungle Book's number four at $364 million. Deadpool is at number five at $363 wow. million. And Batman versus Superman is number seven at $330 million. So wow. I will reveal the number three grossing film currently in America this year. The Secret Life of Pets. And that has taken 364,931 million thousand million dollars. So it's, it's just dawned on me what's going to be number one, I think. Okay. Oh, I think I know what's number one. I do think okay. I know what's number now, one. Now I've, now I've revealed the, them films that you've all guessed. What do you think the number two is? I think number two is Captain America Civil War. Paul? Finding Dory. Stuart? So I think Finding Dory is the top one. Um, yeah, probably Captain America, I reckon, number two. Captain America is indeed number two. Yeah. Now, $408 million. So it's quite a big jump, actually. Yeah. It's quite now, a jump. How did the the biggest marvel and paul probably know this the biggest marvel film in history is avengers the first one is Aven- it yeah avengers or in the uk for no apparent reason yeah. whatsoever the avengers assemble what what was that can you anyone in its uh, first year because it's it's made a billion hasn't it yes yeah that's worldwide yeah um i think it was over 500 million right okay i think well, finding finding dory is indeed number 1 and it's quite a massive jump, four hundred and eighty-four million dollars. Yeah, I knew it broke all kinds of records, so that would have been my number one. Yeah, it's it's interesting, I think, in some ways that um, in a year where we've had a lot of reboots and sequels not really do very well, that you've got Finding Doorway way way ahead of anything else. I mean, Suicide Squad, my 
favourite film of the year so far. That only come in at number eight, three hundred twenty million. Uh, that's a strong reaction as well because a lot of people, it's a Marmite film. Well, I don't know anyone that's loved it, people that have liked it or just hated it. I'm just having a look at the worldwide total actually. Oh, go on. So now we've re- revealed that. What do we think the other way? So the the, the global uh, box office for the year, number three. <sighs> number three, I'm going to put uh, Zootopia. Okay, okay. P Dubs. Yeah, I'm a Graham. Okay. Zootopia. Stu. Um, but the Revenant. That was quite a big film, wasn't it? It was that, but. Stuff like The Revenant doesn't generally make a huge amount of money, and also, and this is the this is the this is where the the worldwide thing gets skewed slightly. Um, Revenant actually came out last year in America. Yeah, we got it. We got it in January, um, but it actually came out last year for a lot of a lot of things. So no idea where Revenant is, but it's definitely not in the top five. Um, so you said uh, Zootopia as your number yeah. three. Um, Zootopia's number two, actually. Ah, it's only number six in America. So if I tell you that, if I tell you that Zootopia's number two, let's all have a second go at what number three is. Okay, I'm going to say Batman versus Superman. Stu? Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's what I was thinking. P-dubs? Finding Dory. Finding Dory is number three. Oh. Yeah. There's only, one, there's only one worldwide box office number one then, and that's Captain America. Anyone want to argue with that one? No. No, it's got to be Philby. The, 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 one of those, the one film out of those three that I haven't seen yet, yes, Captain America is number one. So, globally, Finding Dory's made $985,205,000. Zootopia, $1,023,589,000. And Captain America 3, as it's, I don't know if that's a, a worldwide name or just a shortening of the whole thing, uh, is 1,152,765. So, uh, you know, quite a bit ahead. But it shows you that, because, I mean, it, it was interesting said about the critics at the beginning because there's been a lot of sequels and remakes this year that haven't done well. So, uh, the one I was thinking of was Alice Through the Looking Glass, which comes... And the reason I'm thinking of that is because that comes out tomorrow to buy on uh, on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, other films are available tomorrow. But that was an example of a film that the expectations were quite high because Alice was a massive success and completely flopped at the box office. Yep, 77 um, million in America. Yeah. I mean, its opening weekend was about, was about 10 million or something. Yeah. 26 in the league. Yeah, I remember it being. I remember it being low. Um, it's been smashed everywhere by Ride Along 2, Sausage Party, Independence Day Resurgence, which is potentially the worst film I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you haven't seen King Kong Live Star, have you? <laughs> we had a discussion before. Uh, we still need to watch that. <laughs> we need to address the commentary on King Kong Lives. Yeah, I think we should do that. Craig said he wants to do Sausage Party with me, but I wasn't sure what he was on about. <laughs> yeah, and when I, I mean, to be fair, that Sausage Party that Craig was inviting you to is different to the movie. 
that's what I was yeah thinking. so you, you're right planned. to you're right to stay away Steve I'm completely yeah, honest yeah. with you yeah <laughs> um, but uh, you you mentioned Ghostbusters um, I don't yeah. think like, to be honest the sabotage there if I'm completely honest was uh, was Sony it was the the trailers that they released I saw two trailers um, a a US trailer and an international trailer and both of them felt completely different one of them looked reasonably funny the other one looks completely dull and boring and not funny at all. Which one was the dull and boring one? The American one. Okay, well, that might reflect in the league table. That come in a 13th yeah. at $127 million. Yeah. I, I feel sorry. I, I feel sorry for the Ghostbusters a lot because um, there was a lot of expectations, but I think that the whole film was completely overshadowed by the negative publicity surrounding the, the marketing campaign. Um, everyone I've I know that's seen it has actually said it was good. Yeah. Um, and a, a, apparently one of the better 3D films this year, as well. Like the the 3D version was actually uh you know worth paying the extra money for, which often isn't the case. Um, so I feel a bit a bit feel a bit sorry for them and the fact that they obviously wanted to be a franchise and it's kind of killed it. They, they've announced a sequel, but I don't know if they'll go through with it. I think they will because they've 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 got the awkward remake out the way now. Mm. You know they've had the um, the little uh, guest appearances of the original cast. Uh, they've 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 all gone now. It's the new one. It could be its own story. I think it'll be better. What did you think of it, Tim? I haven't seen it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either. Superb. But I've pre-ordered it. I do like buying the odd film on iTunes now um, and I have pre-ordered it see the thing the thing for me um, especially now having kids is that and, and young kids is that you can't go and see all the films that you want to see it's yeah. just not possible for you to go and, if you love film which I do I, I don't get to see half films I want to so I have to kind of wait now I, I make special trips to the cinema to see things I want to, I really want to see so like Star Wars can't wait for that. Um, but Marvel films generally, I, I'm quite happy to wait for them to come out at home. So don't. It's not like before. I remember when Batman came out, and I had to wait I don't know, about eight months to see the video copy of Batman, the Tim Burton version. So now, after the film's been out three, four months down the road, you've got the Blu-ray version. Um, if you've got a TV, I can buy the 3D version. So for us to go and see Ghostbusters, because I'd go with Moab, um, we'd be looking at you know twenty plus quid um, for the tickets, plus drink, plus popcorn. Um, you know, trying to find someone to look after the kids. It's it's just it's an expensive night out. Whilst um, I can order the Blu-ray today, get it release day, get it in 3D, watch it in 3D if I wanted to, watch it in 2D for less than the price of two tickets yeah definitely so that's the thing uh, you know it'll be, it'll be i think with ghostbusters as well i think it'll be interesting because there was negative publicity all the way up to it and then when it came out i actually don't think the critics were too harsh on it i saw some actually pretty positive reviews for it but i think the damage had been done now what will be interesting is the word of mouth so as i said i've had a lot of people tell me they really enjoyed it so i do want to see it and I will go and buy it when it comes out. 
So I think it'll be interesting to see what it does when it gets released for for home consumption, because there's been a few films recently that have done better, like um, Austin Powers, for example. Going back to Austin Powers, the first the first Austin Powers did nothing at the cinema, like didn't make very much money at all. It was reasonably budgeted, but didn't do very well. However, um, when it was available to rent, as that was still a thing back then, um, it broke all kinds of records. And that gave them enough momentum to make a sequel. And we all know, you know, the sequel did so well, they did a third one. But um, it, sometimes that's where they make their money back. Look at Judge Dredd. Yeah. Well, Absolutely no, no. flopped in the cinema, but it did fairly well on DVD as well. Uh, you're talking Dread, though, not Judge Dread. Yeah. Let's just make a yeah. distinction because one is good and the other's yeah. got Sylvester Stallone in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, so this is the thing. So, Disney can uh, can allow for flops like Alice um, to happen because so far in the last 12 months, they've had Episode 7, Zootopia, Captain America and Finding Dory and The Jungle Book. In fact, if you look at that top four worldwide gross for the year, Captain America is number one, Zootopia 2, Finding Dory 3, Jungle Book 4. They've got the top four grossing films this year. So they can allow for a $100 million flop like Alice to go out because they've made their money back and then some on everything else. And in fact, Pete's Dragon, which I called out lots of times are going to be a massive flop, is has done reasonably well. What's it done worldwide? I knew you were going to ask that question. I'm going to have to go and find it now. It's done $75 million in America, 27th biggest film of the year. Yeah, but to be honest, where it got released, when it got released, it was at the tail end of the summer. So it was not a, uh, you know, it was just kind of just thrown out there. Um, there wasn't a lot of advertising done for it. Um, yeah, $74, $74 million. Uh, what it's done globally. I say that $48 million globally. So 122 worldwide. That's pathetic, isn't it? It depends on what the box, uh, what the the budget. The budget was sixty five million. Yeah. Film... I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But as Nick was saying, that's one of them films where I'll wait for it to come out on like the Android box or whatever. I'm not going to pay good money to go watch it in the cinema. Other other ways of illegally watching films are available. But um... t-shirt there. <laughs> and we're not. And we're not. We're not condoning it. Nor are we saying that you shouldn't do it. I mean, wait for the DVD to come out. Not, yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, it was. It just the line broke up a little bit. Okay. Um... <laughs> But, I mean, that, that's it. A film, really, a film now needs to make back double its production budget for it to yeah. break even, um, generally, depending on how much marketing they spend as well. But, you know, they only get about half back from the cinema. So, yeah, it needs to kind of do double. And that's just done over double. And it, it, wasn't, it was a sleeper release. There's no merchandise for it. The only merchandise I saw was in Build a Bear Workshop, where they had a dragon. Um, Disney Store didn't promote it. You know, it, there's been nothing. So for it to do that well, I know what you're saying, Craig, but to be honest, that's that's good. That's that's done all right for itself, really. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny how uh, I'm just I'm just actually comparing Alice to Alice and The Looking Glass. The first Alice made a hundred, uh, sorry, one billion worldwide. One billion twenty-five, which is why there was a sequel. 
which uh, I'm telling you now, I'm just lo I'm just looking at the figures, but it's it's not going to be anywhere near that, is it? It's a car crash, isn't it? Again, it's not one I've seen. We were going to go and see it actually because my daughter liked the first one, but we didn't. Let's have a look. Open Looking Glass Global, two nine nine. So it's not even made back. It's domestic run last time, globally. Seventy-seven million, six twenty-six. It's just three million more than Peach Dragon. Yeah, but Peach Dragon costs how much? I say sixty-five million. Yeah. This was budgeted at one hundred and seventy. Wow. So a hundred million more. But didn't it come out? Didn't it come out at the same time that all the Johnny Depp stuff was going about? Yeah. So, not not that that's the only reason, but. Sometimes uh, negative publicity is bad publicity. And that could yeah. well be the just, uh, the one. Just a little addition to that. The uh, trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales is out tonight, I believe. Ooh. Speaking of uh, Johnny Depp's career slide. Yeah. The only job he's got, isn't it? <laughs> at the moment. That and their uh, guest appearances in Kevin Smith films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is that is uh, that's very true. Where is Tusk on the uh, the global rating? <laughs> um, I think it made about twelve dollars. Yeah, he's done well then. Yeah, <laughs> and it cost only cost ten to make, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but again, we haven't put the marketing budget into that. <laughs> it's, they spent a hundred dollars <laughs> marketing it. <laughs> putting, putting Kevin Smith on a stage to talk for an hour. There you go. That would make its money back, yeah. I guarantee if Kevin Smith released one of his uh, evening with shows for release at the cinema, it would make more money back than his films. Yeah. What? And be cheaper to make. I haven't seen Tusk or Yoga Hoses. I've seen Tusk and it's... Um, I didn't get to the end. Yeah. I tried, I didn't get to the end. I think I got about 40 minutes in and turned it off. I'd had enough. It's uh, it's not a Red State is a genuinely good film. Yeah, it is. Um, Tusk is terrible. He's been on the marijuana too long now. Someone needs to slap him and say, "You're a forty-five-year-old man. Stop it now, you soft bastard." You know what? I think I think that's probably a valid point. I do. I love Kevin Smith, but I I agree. I think he sm spends too much smoking, and not enough doing creative thinking see normally yeah. you know i what not condoning or um condemning uh drug use but you know you can argue look through time and look at the beatles for example of how uh minors and drugs can make a positive impact i've just never seen any positive impact from anything that kevin smith has made on drugs no i i agree with that so, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think someone should just have a word and say, if you want to make something good again, just lay off the fags for a bit, the the, the wacky, the wacky fags, not the normal fags. Kevin, the, tra he's... the trailer to Yoga Hoses doesn't look too bad, to be fair. It looks watchable. It's going to be more watchable than Tusk. Yeah. But this I episode know, of the Flash one? was all right. Yeah. 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 A couple of them, hasn't Yeah, he's got a couple more coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I just think um, he's he's the youngest child. He's spoiled, and nobody will stand up to him. 
and say, look, you need to draw a line under this now. All his circle of friends are yes men, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. It's like a fat Elvis. So what podcast do you recommend the next week then, Greg? <laughs> Not a Kevin Smith <laughs> one. <laughs> a Kevin Smith one. <laughs> he's boring now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done with him. I, you know what, it's quite funny to say that because I listen to Hollywood Babylon out of habit, but I'm getting a little bit bored. Yeah. I much I'm, prefer Tell Him Steve Dave. Tell Him Steve Dave all the way. Yeah. yeah. And Arnie, oh. represent. And what say you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, right. Okay, so, Paul, have you got a, a, not a podcast, a podcast episode? Yeah, he's got a podcast and a podcast episode he wants to plug, don't you, Paul? <laughs> yeah, uh, one that Craig's on as well. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, yeah, go and go and listen to Strike. We'll be back in a, probably a week once Craig's watched uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, I'm going to try and burn through Luke Cage this week. Uh, get it watched. Is he the guy out of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> But Cage. Don't 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 look it up. But it's Johnny Cage. Sorry, it's my poor attempt at humour. I've got a confession to make. Go on. As Dave Grohl once sung, in a song, um, I'm still yet to watch any of the Marvel series on Netflix. That's a massive faux pas, eh? it, What it is, um, we started to watch Agents of Shield, which was poo pants. And I know that everyone will tell me that it's got better. And I have no reason to disagree with that. And like most shows, it has up and down times. But it was... I know why it was. It sucked at the beginning. Because it was rushed out. It kind of got announced and was on TV within about four months. Um, but I just didn't find it enjoyable, so I gave up. Um, and with the, with the Netflix shows, it's just been a case of finding time to, to watch it. It's on my radar, and I was talking to my friend yesterday about this. I do have a friend, actually. He might be coming on in a few weeks on this show. And, um, a blow-up friend. Yeah, it's just going to be me doing a ventriloquist voice for uh, an hour. <laughs> Borrowed him from Del Boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the one. Blows up out of a suitcase. And I said, I'll, what I will do is I'll go Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil Season 2, Luke Cage. So I'll do it in production order yeah i'm assuming that. that there's there, there's links i know there's links with luke cage anyway and jessica jones so um i felt it made sense to kind of watch it in that in that way so i will do it but i just haven't done it yet um you will not get me watching shield but i will go and watch those what i what i like about the netflix stuff is the it's all part of the same universe so mm. they acknowledge the other universe isn't that right paul yeah, you know little references. It's not a major. You know, you don't see the Hulk running past in his undies, but they'll reference the Green Man or the. the I can't remember exactly, but it's all part of the same story, basically. Mm. Mm. And that's quite cool. It's the same as Agents of Shield. They'll, you know, they they do acting out stuff now because of um, Avengers Two. What happened in Avengers Two with the and. Um, Captain America, mm. Civil War, the uh, Accord thingy, whatever it's called. 
and uh, they're following up with that now, aren't they, at the moment? By the way, for any yeah. listeners that uh, like Marvel films and TV shows and haven't listened to Strike, uh, I want to hear some expert analysis. Craig just demonstrated there why you should be listening to Strike. Because they I talked am... about that thingy thing from that film that they did, you know, <laughs> yeah. the second one. Paul, yeah. you'll vouch for me. I am the um, the voice of the uneducated. Yeah, he's the one that asks questions. So I'm we the... actually tell people the right things. Yeah, I'm the one who's scratching his head. Doesn't know what, what? he did. Scratching what? your head, Craig, come on. All right, just stroking my head. I was more thinking scratching your balls. All right. <laughs> yeah, the only person I know that strikes the head is has a head that's uh, round in shape. An um, orange colour. An orange in colour, yeah. Orange, orange, orange hue. An orange hue. He has to go into hiding this time of year in case anyone tries to carve him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Other forms of podcast abuse are available. But, but not required. But not as good. Yeah, yeah we, we, we kind of call it that market. So, um, so strike, yes... Very much so. Should be something on everyone's radar. Another member of the podcast, the After Dark Podcast Network. Okay, right. Well, I'm going to go with. I don't know if anyone's listened to this one. TV crimes. No, but I know you. You are a big fan. And it's Will Wheaton. TV's Wesley Crusher. Yes, and Mikey Newman, who I suspect is the main tweeter on of the account because he likes things and replies to you. And I can't imagine Will Wheaton replying to you know mere mortals like us, muggles. But the episode to go and listen to is because there's only ten episodes. I think is episode one, and it's Thunder in Paradise, the Hulk Hogan movie uh, TV show. You're joking. That's you know what that has just started being shown over here on CBS Action. It started last night. No way. Yeah. And it's extensively filmed in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, places in Epcot, places in Hollywood Studios. Um, some of the hotels we use. Grand Floridian used extensively during that show. Yeah. Yeah. And these two boys are hilarious. So TV crimes started episode one, started at the beginning, Thunder in Paradise. They've done, let's have a look, Beverly Hills 90210, Family Ties, Baywatch Nights, Murder She Wrote, Family Circus Christmas, Heart to Heart, Chips. Uh, it was Moida. I was... listened to the Chips one. I've heard the Chips one. That was good. Yeah, a little flashback to our youth. That that Chips one is actually quite funny, yeah. So, so there you go. So has anyone else got a recommendation of a podcast? No. Um, yeah, I as I kind of alluded to my... What, what was going to be my drink of choice tonight? Um, Scroobius Pip and Distraction Pieces. Um, it's for, for those who don't know, Scroobius Pip is a kind of varied artist. He started in kind of like poetry and spoken word, um, went into a bit of rap hip hop, um, does some acting now as well, um, has a speech impediment, has a stutter which is quite, you know, ironic considering his career path. Um, thoroughly entertaining. He's local to me as well, but I've never met him. And his Distraction Pieces podcast has had so many different celebrities on from all different walks of life. Um, 
to go and recommend one though, um, depending on on who you like. Simon Pegg was quite good. Oh, Frankie um, Boyle is the latest one. Frankie Boyle's the latest one, which I ha- I've I've got, but I haven't listened to yet. Um, and he did an excellent one with Rufus Hound. Um, really early on in in the run, I think they're all still available. I think he keeps all of his podcasts available on his feed to go back and listen to. So um, I do recommend that one because um, he was he used to be on Celebrity Juice. That was where he kind of got famous. But he's a bit of a comedian. He's going into a bit of acting as well, stage work, and it was just a very uh, good insight to that. Um, he also does topics that. Um, oh, hang on, I'm just trying to see if I can find the episode number there. Um, it's no, no. Um, oh yeah, episode one, two, four of the distraction pieces, and actually the next one, one, two, three, is Nick Frost, and that was also a, a good one. But um, yeah, he does. He he often um, has real life people on there as well if they've got an interesting story. Um, so they're always worth listening. Um, so I recommend Distraction Pieces. Excellent. I've just subscribed now. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. I'm going to go back through the back catalogue and have a little mooch. Yeah. I said what I would do is I would just pick out ones that, of like people that you know. Yeah, yeah, or, definitely. You know, so you'd like to get a bit more of an insight from. But um, yeah, really, really interesting podcast. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Stu, do you listen to podcasts at all? Obviously, other than Disaster Die, which I know you listen to avidly. That's no, I mean, I, I haven't got time to listen to podcasts. Just, I've got an hour to commute to work to and from every day, and I just listen religiously to Hollywood Babylon, Tell Them Steve, Dave, and um, a Liverpool Football Club web uh, podcast five times. That's all I listen to, really. And, yeah. of course, Disaster Dark. Yeah, obviously. Didn't need to be mentioned. Um yeah, that's the thing. Like, well, they're I'm the not... ones listening religiously. I don't. I'm not an avid podcaster. Podcast I think. Listener. I think the thing is, um, and I've uh, my commute's not anywhere near as long now, or, or as frequent. So, I find that I've got stuff backing up that I used to listen to, because unless you, I find it hard unless I've got like, um, if I'm going on like a long walk with the dog or something like that, I can't get a podcast in. So I've got to be a lot more picky than I used to be. Um, so yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It's just. You know, an hour a day is not really much to uh, to get much in. So I understand. So I did. I mean, I had a, quite a big, substantial back catalogue, and as I say, it was just all backing up. And in the end, I just had a call, and I ended up just leaving four or five. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's us for another week. Um, it's a show that's always evolving, so we try not to keep the format the same every week. So hopefully, you enjoyed it open to suggestions as well as we've mentioned before um, you can contact us at uh, disasterdark at gmail.com or you can write us on Facebook at disasterdark on Facebook we haven't got a pop after dark yet have we? no we've got a Twitter pop after dark yep yep and we've also got of course if you join the unofficial uh, dad's army which I think we're going to have to change the name for I think we should change it to unofficial after dark network now yeah, yeah, I think we should, yeah. So, uh, yeah, search search for unofficial After Dark Network and uh, that will be updated. And um, you can us there. Also, if you wouldn't mind for either Pop or Disaster Dark leaving us a review on iTunes, 
very much appreciated. Um, even if you don't like it, give us a five-star review. Just give us the abuse in the comments. That's fine. We have had a, a review, haven't we, recently? Yes. A five-star review. We did. And they didn't actually give us abuse. That, so, I mean, that's... you can give us a five-star review and a nice comment, but all I'm saying is if you don't like us, still give us a five-star review and then slag us off. Yeah. That's fine. We'll take it. It was Squeeman78 from the UK on the 31st of August. Yeah. Please, please join these great guys for a show for avid fans of all people who just like some area of Disney. So, thank you. Thank you, Squeeman. Squeeman78. So, if you want to be the next Squeeman78, because there's already one of those, um, you know, leave us a review and we'll give you a shout out. Squeeman79. Very, very much the least that we can do. So, well, thank you, Stu, for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Enjoyed sorry. It, well, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sorry you've had to part with Craig for so long. Uh, but for Craig's Somebody's, benefit. It's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, between you, Kerry, and your wife, um, Liverpudley, and singer Sonia, um, you seem to be doing a very good job. So thank you for that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, good luck with the league this year. I don't know if you've done the league, though, this year, Craig, actually, the Fantasy Football League, because you've made it a head-to-head. I've made it a head-to-head just to try and spice it up a little bit. Am I still top? Um, I think you were, actually, yeah. <laughs> Going for your second title. The, the Man look. United of... Uh, I, you know, obviously, I, like, I know you like to be the Liverpool of of uh, the league, Stu, but oh, you're winning stuff, so therefore you can't be. So. That's Liverpool's year this year. I'm ninth. <laughs> yeah, Stuart Miller, top of the league. Played six, won five, lost one. Two points clear. I'll take that. And joint uh, second in the league is Nick Branch. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Um, Ninth. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I was going to say, I I thought I was the West Ham of this year, but clearly not. You're the West Ham of this year, Greg. You've gone down at my estimation. (laughs) Is what Michael Jackson was rumoured, but that's that's all we can... (laughs) Clearly speculate on his podcast. That's what he was. That's what he was doing when he was eating his burger, didn't I? <laughs> Would you do that? Would you actually blow bubbles? Well, you can contact us at disasterdark uh, <laughs> at gmail and you can answer that very question for us. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Surely we don't beat Mrs. Bubbles. You mean we'll you mean bubbles from uh, that Williams and um, no, the other one. Uh, what was that? What was the uh, Little Britain? Oh, yeah. Bubbles the Veer. Bubbles the Veer, that's <laughs> the one. Yeah, if you want to play Bubbles the Veer, email us. Oh, um, God. If you want to, so just to recap on stuff, if you want to tell us about your first console, email us or tell us on Facebook. If you want me, if you want to name some 80s and 90s wrestlers and ask if they're still alive, you can do it the same <laughs> way. It's an ongoing segment um, about re- reanimating corpses. Thank you for joining us. Um, hope you've enjoyed and we'll see you all in a few weeks time now hit my music
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Smiling on the other 